Hey everybody, welcome to Crusader's Corner, episode 3, Great Gaming Crusade's very own podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Lee. I'm joined here by the Great Gaming Crusade's editor-in-chief, Greg Wampler. Greg, want to say hi? Oh, chill, what's up? Alright then, that was interesting. <laughs> and on this podcast, uh, we're going to talk about two two highly anticipated game releases that happened Recently, we're going to talk about Duke Nukem Forever and Ocarina of Time 3D, the remake for the original Ocarina of Time for the Nintendo 64. Both games very highly anticipated. Both remakes of what could be argued as pretty revolutionary games back in the day. Uh, Both very different reactions to these games that came out. Um, This first segment, we're going to talk about Duke Nukem Forever. And... uh, it's a game I reviewed, and I gotta say, I wasn't that happy with it, uh, Greg, <laughs> to, you know, say the least. Uh, Greg, is that about how your opinion is of it? My opinion. Hmm. Let's try not to bash it too much. <laughs> no, we're not gonna bash it too much, I mean. Um, we're gonna yeah, be fair. It's uh, what we are. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good news. I'm sorry, we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> Duke Nukem Forever, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, I I didn't have too much fun with it. I think it, I think probably the main problem I had with it was I think they desperately tried to hang on to what I consider a a dead formula, the old the old Duke Nukem formula. I just think it's out. I think it's too far outdated. You mean just the the play mechanics, right? Well, like the play mechanics and just the character of Duke himself. Those two things combined. I don't know. I don't think I have too big of a problem with Duke himself. It. I don't know. I. Like. They, I think they actually went above, far and beyond what Duke was, to be honest. In the old days, Duke was it an immature character and was, you know, was the game itself immature? Yeah. But I, th- I think they pushed it a little bit far, if you ask me. That's just my opinion. Well, see, I'll agree. But, I think they pushed it a little too far because, like, you notice throughout the beginning of the game, all you hear are the little NPCs in the game talking about how great Duke is and how cool he is and how they love everything he does. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely the, to push Duke as this big character. And then the, the whole the whole sexual, you know, which I, I have no problem with that in games. I'm not trying to act like a, you know, uh, it's fine. But that to me wasn't. That was like it was like in the, I remember playing the old Duke Nukem's, and it was more about the game play itself. Right. So you're with, saying it seems like. The, Go ahead. With the, it's really hard to explain, but with the every so often immaturity, you know what I mean? Like it was like his one-liners were every now and then, yeah. and and going to the strip club, it was like one level, and you know every now and then you'd see a poster of a naked girl or whatever. This was like every freaking five seconds. It was, I just didn't know if I was if it should even be rated mature. I thought I was almost playing a freaking adult-oriented game, to be honest. Right. <laughs> it seems like... And, and that's fine, but where's the gameplay? Right, you know, and like, that's what it seems like. It seems like they focused, apparently for 13 years, 
focused on the character of Duke and instead of bringing us, you know, focusing on the gameplay, which is, I'm sorry, that's what games are about. That's what will win and lose your game right there is the gameplay. And that's where, for me, that's where it really failed was just the gameplay overall. I mean, there was nothing, there was nothing really innovative. And I mean, you don't have to have a revolutionary game every time, but I mean, there was nothing innovative. There was nothing even really above average about this game. Yeah, I didn't even think it, it didn't even really have to be innovative. It just had to evolve through 13 years. I mean, there's been a lot of evolution. The graphics was something I don't normally care about, and quite honestly, it wasn't the whole graphic engine per se. It was more or less just like the physics of Duke. Did you see, like, when you walked by a mirror, how he looked like a robot? He was yeah. walking like, that looked like something from, like, I mean, Zelda Ocarina of Time, which we're going to get into, the original looked better than that with the walking physics. It just There was something really up with the way that they designed it. It, it honestly looked like how I described it. It's It was the same old Duke game with just a new, you know, 3D paint, polygonal paint splashed over top of the same physics. That's what it looked like. Right, and I think that's where they went wrong. I think they were... Like, you know, it had been the big game that was going to come out for, you know, 13 years, and everybody's like, oh my god, we're going to have, you know, Duke Nukem, a new Duke Nukem game. And I think the developers got lost in that, and were like, we're going to give them, you know, we're going to give them this this, this Duke formula. And I think over 13 years, they forgot to evolve the gameplay to fit what, you know, what a first-person shooter is supposed to be like this time. Because, I mean, the, like, when I would shoot something or, you know, punch something... I didn't really feel like I was doing much. I mean, there wasn't a lot of... I don't know, there just wasn't a lot of enjoyment out of it. No, like, the whole thing... Like, the original Duke, how there were... The whole thing of of the original Duke Nukem was that it was somewhat of an evolution off of uh, Wolfenstein and Doom. A little bit. Not just the immaturity, but... You know, interacting with your environment. That well, was something that they a added, bit, they added a bit adventure more. into the first-person shooter. Yeah, and and the and interacting with certain things in your environment. Well, they definitely pushed that in forever. They, you know, there was a lot of stuff you can interact with, immature or not, like light switches down to picking up turds out of the toilet. That I think still went a little bit far. But if you notice, you never really had the. When his hand came out to touch switches and stuff, it was like it never had to actually touch the switch. Right. You know what I mean? It was like all over the place. And that was good like maybe five, six, seven years ago. But it was like they got, you know, okay, we have to make this hand, mo- we have to make this hand make a motion and then the action will happen. Yeah. You don't actually have to make the hand touch the switch. The hand just has to come out and then the lights will come on or the elevator will start. Yeah. Like, did, did you remember the elevator the scene when you would... You'd want to push a button, and his hand just kind of shot out and pushed a button. It was just a random button. Yeah. Or if you notice, if you was, if you looked up or looked down in the middle of doing it, his hand would just still come out and like hit the floor and, and the light turned on. Yeah. In the olden days, it was like you, his hand wouldn't come out; it would just flick on. Right. And that's and to me, that's better than what I was seeing because and I, again, this might be nitpicking, but I, I don't know. It's. It just didn't feel like it felt rushed. It felt like at the last second they said, "Oh, you know what? We should make you know the old Duke. You could like turn on and off light switches and you know inspect areas. Now we instead of doing that, we could add to it and we'll just throw in the hand motion out there and 
you know, make it look like it's it's up to date. And, and no, to me, it, it felt more awkward. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, I had a problem with some, something that I think could have been really cool was the interaction. Like, you could interact with a lot of objects and, you know, boost your ego and stuff, which was your health, which I think for a Duke game, I don't have a problem with that. That was actually kind of a neat touch, you know. Obviously, yeah, Duke would yeah, have an ego like for a health bar. But... I remember going in the room, and it was like his weight room or sports room, and they had like a pinball table and weight lifting stuff, and basically it was just, you go in there, and we're going to give you a chance to stop playing this game and boost your ego a little bit by letting you interact with all these objects, and and to me, and, I, and you know, I might be the only one that thinks this, but to me, it felt like they were almost like, hey, you might be getting irritated with the gameplay, why don't you play these little mini-games real quick? So, I don't know, it just seems like if you got to put little games, you know, in your video game to distract people from it, you're kind of going the wrong way with it. And that's what those seemed like to me. Oh, you could be right, because that was, that was like, close to the beginning of the game, and it was right. during the whole section where all you had was your fists, which was cool for about the first five seconds, and it got annoying. Until you actually, like, to actually punch something, and then... And then it was like, you know, okay, this is Duke Nukem, give me my weapons, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and it was fine, I understood. They wanted to show that Duke was, you know, all badass with, you know, fighting with his fists, it's fine. But that that did last a while. And I remember actually going into that gym, that weight area, and doing everything possible. I was even trying to consider going after the trophy for the, the million points on the, uh, uh, the pinball. pinball table. Yeah. <laughs> but it was oh well, yeah. I want to yeah, play the game. I'm going to play pinball. So. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like I don't know. There was just so much that could have been done better. It's just hard to believe that this thing was in you know development for 13 years. That's just weird to me though because how come Nintendo can get away with that and it's like their games don't seem like it's purposely distracting you. I guess because they kind of tie it into the game. Yeah. Like, this was just like, here, you can do all this unhindered and get your health up. And for me, I'm just like, well, if I can do all this and it's going to happen and there's nothing to get in my way, why wouldn't you just give me this much health to begin with? Like, why do I have to stop the progression of the game and do this? Plus, you're kicking, like, 20, 30, 40 aliens' butts with your freaking bare fists. Don't you get ego plus for that? I would think. <laughs> I mean, come I mean, on. Geez, come on. Who does that? And the whole steroids and the, uh, the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a little bit much, too. I don't know. That's or, just me. Or the Duke vision. You put your sunglasses on and you see everything in night vision or something. That was alright, but... That was, that was decent. There was a trophy for taking the steroids while drunk on the alcohol or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I will say that I did have a little bit of fun playing this game, and... I remember one of the most fun I had was during the first uh, turret part where you're shooting down the spaceship. That's where it got really intense, and I really liked that. And then that part was over. And then, yeah, that was it. And I was like, okay, I'll go back to this now. So I don't know. It's like they had little little splurges of fun in there, but the, the game just couldn't, they just couldn't keep up the fun. They just couldn't do it. Everything was just unimpressive, and mediocre yeah and, and uh, the whole the whole combat with the weapons it was 
this, the aliens seem like first off there wasn't there weren't that many of them. No. Different types. And then they definitely those the physics, the way they walked just reminded me of the old Dukes. Like they walked if you notice they walked either straight directions or angles, perfect angles, you know what I mean? Like they wouldn't I don't know. It, there was just something weird about it, the whole physics engine. They walked like Duke. They walked very mechanical. It's just, it oh. looked just like the old Duke, just with new paint on top. Oh, I was not impressed by the physics, like anything physics-wise in this game. Not at all. Especially the, you talked about the fist fighting. I never felt more useless than when I punched one of those aliens with my fist. And, like, you had to punch them, like, three or four times for anything to actually happen. Because if you just punched them once... It looked like nothing happened. Like you heard a little punch noise. Like yeah, they didn't fair. even they didn't even like stagger them or anything except the second or third one. And then the second or third one they went flying across the room. It was very new uh, Duke Nukem 3D Atomic Edition. Yes, so like that's what it was. Just with new paint, and the paint wasn't. The paint 2011. Was, the paint it was, was 2005. Cheap. Maybe not even that. Um, Although I do like, I think it's funny that it like the game refused to evolve with modern first-person shooters. But throughout the game, it took every chance it could to make fun of like Halo and all the other ones. And I, the whole time I'm doing it, I was like, "Dude, Halo's better than you." I was like, "I'm not a big, I'm not a big Halo fan, but I do know that. I mean, Halo's a decent game. Halo's a good game. It's not yeah. my favorite game, but it's a good game. It's got good, it's got good gameplay mechanics." And if you're Duke Nukem, you really shouldn't be making fun of anything like that. No, not yet. Not until they, not until they fix it. But I will, I will add that before I, before I complete my bashing, before this segment's done, I just want to add that I did, even though it seemed like there was a lot of people that didn't like it, which is weird to me, I actually didn't mind the RC levels. I didn't, I don't know why, but I kind of liked them. Okay, yeah, you... You nope. I hated that. Le- I hated the RC levels. I hated some of the level design to it, but the le- but the the idea itself I thought was pretty neat, especially because Duke himself got shrunk for once. I thought the idea was cool, but I think what it was is the levels for me just seemed to last too long. Like you're having fun in the RC level, and then you're kind of like, okay, when's this going to end? And it goes on for like twenty more minutes. Yeah, it's true, but I think a lot of it was you. You probably got a little bit lost every now and then, right? Because I know I did. Not not necessarily, like, super lost, but... No, not super lost, but, yeah, it's, it's time you, know, you had to stop and you had to look, look around and be like, okay, I don't know where to go right now. Yeah, and if they would have just made it more straightforward, it, it would have been fine. Well, yeah, they if they'd have done, they they done a little bit more good, with it, it would have been, been fun. Like, if it was anyone else, there wouldn't have been aliens kicking you and stuff, and they at least threw that in there real quick, where every now and then you'd run through the hallways and there were aliens that if you ran too close to, they'd kick you across the room. Right. So... You know, so at least they had that in there and made it a little bit more intense. It wasn't just you driving an RC. Right. No, they so definitely I, they added things in there to make it to try and make it, you know, a little bit more fun. I know they added like they did, tried to pull off the Half Life, you know, physics puzzles in there some, and those yeah. they failed. A lot of a lot of the puzzles kind of sucked. Well, they weren't. It was it was like a waste of time. It was like something to kind of draw the. I don't know, draw the gameplay out, because, I don't know, they were all like, okay, there's this button you can't reach right here, so push this thing to the wall right here, 
and jump up on it. Now jump up on this. Now oh, you can yeah. reach that. Now you can reach that button. And the whole time I'm just like, you could, I, you just should just let me hit the button. It's not like in <laughs> other games where you know it's actually kind of a brain buster and you feel accomplished and you actually accomplish something. This was like, I can't reach this button, so I'm gonna push this right here and jump over yeah. it, and now I can and hit the button. The only thing that made made it feel somewhat made me feel somewhat of accomplished was the fact that every now and then there was like a gap that was like you know you had to jump perfectly and if you jumped at like a little bit of an angle you wouldn't hit it oh my it, God. Was more, it was more frustrating than anything. I could not believe that they had that they gave Duke Nukem and, and with this kind of gameplay they gave him platforming platforming puzzles yeah. because it, like you said it did not work bouncing off of the uh, the cushions of the seats and stuff yeah well, I did like it when I jumped in one of the, when I was shrunk and I jumped in one of the little plant things and a giant rat attacked me. And I was just like, what the crap is going on? It's a giant rat. Hopefully I didn't bash it too much. No, I don't think, okay, I, I don't think we bashed it. I think we're being pretty fair. It's just, these are just our opinions, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, if you love the game, that's fine. If you hated the game, that's fine. I... In my review, I gave it a 6 because I did have a moderate amount of fun in it. But, I mean, it, I wouldn't give it anything more than a 6. And Greg, what would what would you have given it if you had reviewed it? <laughs> Not a 6. Not a 6. Not a 6. That's good enough. <laughs> 4 or a 5. 4 or a 5. Yeah, well... That's really all... I think that's really... We've covered pretty much everything on Duke Nukem Forever... I think now we could get on to the happy, you know, the happier moments of, of games we've played. Don't you think? I think it's time for to end segment one, and in segment two we'll talk about the Ocarina of Time for the 3DS, the remake of the original Ocarina of Time. So stay tuned. Everybody, we're back with segment two, and here we're going to talk about the other big release that just happened, the remake of the Ocarina of Time for the 3DS, Ocarina of Time 3D. Uh, Greg, you did the review. Um, what are your initial impressions of it? It is awesome. Awesome. Uh, Especially when compared to Duke Nukem that we just talked about, it makes Duke Nukem look that much worse. Yeah, it was the whole plan for the pod. Is not it was not the plan for the podcast. <laughs> just playing. No, what were your, some of your like? What were some of your probably favorite parts about it? Like why why was it why was it such a good why was it such a great game? Well, first off, it's unchanged. You know, uh, nostalgically. You'll feel like you're playing the same game, but, you know, in a new way. It's just, I, it's really hard to, I guess the game was so good originally that, it, you know, you don't really want them to do, like, the graphics have been improved so much, but not, 
definitely not what the the 3ds definitely has more power under the hood than what you know they use on the game right but it's just it's evolved enough to keep you happy and at the same time not too much that it takes away from the nostalgia because you know if they would have completely overhauled the graphics there's no way you know it would have felt different so it's not just like a reimagining it's it's like a straight remake like everything for everything just with little tweaks like graphics and inventory and stuff graphics controls uh the camera but as far as the game goes, it's that same the old, game faithful, old faithful game. Even, yeah, it's basically it's even down to some of the bugs. Uh, Grezzo, the developer that co-developed it with Nintendo, uh, even they said they came out and said they purposely left some of the bugs in the game because they wanted to. You know, they wanted some of the bugs were fun. There's no bugs left in the game that helps you achieve things early or. Like the Skull Chilla cheat, and you know, there's none, none of those game changing bugs were left, but there's little bugs that they purposely left in there so that you can go and find them like you used to be able to. And I thought that was pretty cool. Some, I know a lot of people probably don't like that. They think, well, that's just lazy. I don't think it's lazy. I think, I if, think they purposely, if they purposely go and fix some of them and not others, I don't think that's lazy. Well, I think it's making sure that you you know, keep that nostalgia that you had when you were playing the old game. Mm-hmm. I think it's part of preserving that, so... I don't know, I think it was a good idea. And uh, the 3D effects... Yeah, I was gonna say, let's talk about... Let's talk about the big thing. Let's talk about the 3D effects. How were those? Well, unlike some other website <clears throat> that will re- remain unnamed, but... I think I don't get headaches from 3ds. I, I don't I don't see what the complaint is. Maybe you do. I apologize if I'm offending you by not understanding. But I get I get headaches from 3D in theaters. I don't get headaches from this 3D. It's there, there's something cleaner about it. It's it's straight to the eye. There's nothing in your way. And when reading about what Miyamoto said a, long, a while ago, he said he always wanted to see the Hyrule field as you're, you know, traversing the field in 3D, stereoscopic 3D. And when I see that in this game playing it, it's, it really does add depth. You, it feels big. Like, it, you know, it, it, you can see how far things are. It's just, it's really wild. So 3D is not just something to make the game look a little bit cooler. It kind of helps immerse you in it and makes it kind of a, maybe a bigger, better experience. Yeah, it makes the little screen seem bigger too. It it, it makes it a better experience. It seems like uh, attacking when you're in battles, it's a lot easier. Like to be quite honest, the whole issue with when Nintendo came along with how they were gonna export or import whatever you want to call it, Zelda from 2D to 3D polygon wise back in 1998, how they were going to do it, and how you were going to fight in 3D, keep control of the battle, was the whole Z-targeting thing. Right. In this, I find myself sometimes not even needing to use the L-targeting, they call it now. Because it's just easier to judge where the enemy is in 3D. I'm not saying I, I can't. I definitely still need the L-targeting, but there's occasional cases where I find myself just fighting without it. Well, that's a good, it's like, that's a good know, thing it, to mention. Since, yeah. Especially since I've, like, if anybody read the flashback, I recently replayed the older one. And, you know, it's a great game, but the 
you know the targeting and stuff sometimes could make it a little bit a little bit difficult to fight without it. Like a lot of times you would have most of the time you would have to use the the Z targeting. But you're saying in this one sometimes you don't you even still, need it. You still need it, but not because you know not constantly, yeah, like constantly all the you time. Sometimes you might find yourself just fighting without it occasionally. You'll be like, "Holy crap! I just went through that battle and I didn't even use L targeting." It's, it's a little bit easier now. The thing that L targeting still really helps with is like the keys and you know other flying things, other flying monsters or whatever that you know that fly around. You kind of need that L targeting to, to keep control of where the heck the thing's going. But even then, when the thing flies away from you, first off, the L targeting stays targeted on the enemies longer, so that you know a little bit farther. And the 3D effect really helps judge just how far that bat is away from you know coming at you know the flying the flying bats with when they uh, catch on fire from the torches they'll burn your shield off if you still have the you know the young uh, the Kokiri shield yeah the Deku so shield it's a little bit easier now the 3D effect really shows you how much you know more time because sometimes you'll be pulling out your slingshot and it'll be so close that they'll hit you and they'll burn your shield. Well, in this case, you get you seem like you have you feel like you have more time because of the 3D effect. It's it's hard it's, it's hard to explain. It's so natural in our real lives that we see in 3D that now that we finally have it in games, I don't know. I don't see why. There's people complaining, calling it gimmick, but I don't think I honestly don't think it's a gimmick. I really don't. So it seems like and, this. It seems like especially this game was a really good, really good choice to remake in 3D for the 3DS. Yeah, and these are. This is an old 1998 game, so imagine what they can do from here on. Yeah, um, what about the graphics? Like, not so much 3D, but just the graphics in general. Um, I mean, how are they? Like, I've heard the like it's it's brighter and the colors are fuller. I mean, was it just all around just a better looking game this time around? Yeah, all around. Uh, the, the definitely brighter colors. Not just it, brighter, as in you know light but also brighter as in color. And even the darker areas, like Ganon's Tower, is it has a longer range of darkness. And it kind of seems like it brings out the brightness. Like, a lot of, a lot of people kind of complained about that, too. They said that, uh, you know, Ganon's Tower seems a bit brighter, but too bright, not as scary as it used to or whatever, not as dark and gloomy. But it actually is dark still, but it just has a wider you know, contrast of dark colors that it just, it kind of, it, it brings out a lot of the detail. The textures have been redone. Uh, Hyrule Field, even Hyrule Field is an amazing, amazing uh, change. All the all the trees are now polygonal 3D. Uh, you know, they're not flat trees anymore. Um, all the items that fall out of trees or off monsters are all redone in, in 3D. The, the other funny thing is, um, fences and stuff remember when you could kind of walk on some of them but they were yeah. like super thin yeah now they're actually blocks like so it makes sense to be able to walk on them. everything everything has uh not just stereoscopic 3d depth to them but actual polygonal depth as well so it's really it, i mean they had to do it because in 3d it wouldn't have looked right but it looks really good the clothes, uh, Link's uh, details on his clothes have been all redone. It, Link looks like he has hair now. It's not just, you know, whatever it was before, just <laughs> shade of yellow or whatever. Most of most of the characters 
all the main characters look a lot better. Most of the side characters look, you know, a little bit better. They're not quite, they didn't go that much into detail. I guess there wasn't, like the Gorons and stuff, there's not much you can really do to them, I guess. But Ganon, Ganon looks more evil. Ganondorf looks more evil. His his costume's more detailed, more bump mapping to bring out some, you know, make it look more 3D. The facial expressions on the characters are, uh, you know, almost like when they said how why they did Wind Waker's style was so they could express show expression on the characters' faces more. There's a lot more expression on the characters' faces like that. It's pretty. It's pretty good. It's upgrade. It's not. I mean, some people complain though. So I, you know, it, some people say they wanted like a whole, you know, complete overhaul, and it's still really good. What are some things? I mean, what are some things that you would have done differently? Because I noticed. I mean, you didn't give it. It didn't give it a perfect score. So, what are some of the little like nitpicky or anything that you found wrong with it, or even anything that just wasn't perfect with it? Um. I get. I had a hard time scoring it because I wanted to give it a ten out of ten so bad, but I try not to be biased, and it's hard because the reason why I gave it a nine out of ten was more or less because of the three D three DS itself, hmm. and that affected the gameplay. The thumb pad, or excuse me, the circle pad on the three DS, I have found out is not very good for games like Zelda. It's a step backwards from the thumb pad, the control stick, whatever you want to call it. Is and it just not, does it just not have a good enough grip? or? Yeah, there's not, not good enough grip, and it's a little bit less uh, accurate than a control stick. And the grip sucks for <laughs> for, for game. I'll hold it right now, and I'll, I'll explain exactly what I mean. But there's, it's concaved, so your thumb's supposed to sit in it. You know the the thumbprint, the tip of your thumb is supposed to sit in it, right? And it's kind of fine at first. Your my thumb moves around a little bit even at first, but after say an hour of playing, you know your hand becomes a little a little sweaty. Your, your thumb will become a little sweaty, so it slips. And then you start instead of using the concave part, the main you know pushing where your thumb's supposed to be, you start pushing it on the edges of the of the slider, right? Sort of circle pad. So it's, you know, it, it becomes tedious to freaking, you know, that you have to move your thumb to each direction of the pad just to do that. So then you keep trying to go back to it and just, I don't know, my thumb slips. That's the biggest issue I have with the 3DS right now. And I don't really have that in other games because you're not playing them as long, for one. And for two, you're not worried about <clears throat> fighting, battling 360 degrees, you know. So other games will probably have that problem that, that come out like Zelda. And then the other thing, like I said, it's not quite as accurate. I found that it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's three hundred and sixty degree movement in that game, but you know, it it's off by a couple degrees here and there. It's not like when Nintendo first brought out the N sixty four and its and its controller, the control stick was like huge, you know, for Mario sixty four. It was so accurate you never had to worry about problems right. like that. I have problems with Well it sounds like it's just a few things that they should work on. It sounds like it's more hardware than software, so... Yeah. You know, they're really the only... The only software issue with the game was really things that you could just turn off. I thought uh, the, the motion controls 
looking around was a little bit, I don't know, it didn't seem like it, it was one-to-one -one either, but that's just me. Maybe they didn't want it to be one-to-one. -one. Make it, give, give you a challenge. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know, maybe sitting on a train or something, they thought of, well, if we have a one-to-one, -one, every little bump they do when they're looking around with it is going to shift it. Right. When they're aiming. So maybe that's what maybe you can play about. while you're sitting on something, sitting like in a yeah. car ride or something. Well, uh, what about? Uh, I guess one thing I want to know is, you know, it's a remake, and it's the original is. I mean, what was 90, 96? 98. 98, 98. So you know, it's been it's been a long time. So do you think the reason this game does so well is because it's so nostalgic, or do you think that it could be? It is. Do you think it'll be just as successful, like in the hands of maybe someone who's never played the original Ocarina of Time, or any Zelda, or well, it's not any Zelda game, but just like the original Ocarina of Time? I mean, do you think it'll be just as good in their hands? Like, will they pick it up and be like, "Wow, this is this is pretty awesome"? Well, with I all have the new a, with all the uh, new developments and stuff with it. Well, I'll give you a quick example of <clears throat> something I read online the other day. It's actually really funny. It's hard not to laugh at the poor kid, but. He said, uh, I don't know how old he was, but he definitely never played the original. And he said that things that he would change is he would make it easier. <laughs> it's not too hard. I can, I, some, of it, some of it can be hard, especially just like every other Nintendo game. It's going after the extra stuff is always the hardest. Right. And, you know, it gives you the longest gameplay. But he also said things like... Um, I'm trying to remember now. God, it sucks. I wish I had it. He said, you know, simple stuff. It was. It didn't make a lot of sense. Like, oh man, I can't remember now. It's gonna annoy me. But obviously, no. I don't think new players. I, and I think it's the game itself. I think it's. If you really look at this Zelda game, Ocarina of Time no matter if it was done on purpose or maybe because it was the first game in 3D, but it's very open world. You can go anywhere. Other Zeldas seem to kind of block you off every now and then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I, I like you, can, you can almost do... Actually, maybe they did do it. Maybe that, it was the old Zelda formula. Because you can pretty much do almost... Yeah, most, that's kind of been most, Zelda's formula. Is They just let you, you know, just go wherever you want. Yeah, and you can do any of the any of the dungeons in any order. Almost, you know. Occasionally, you'd hit one where you needed, a, you know, one from before. Right, but there are probably yeah. you know two or three you can choose from at the time that you can go do. Yeah, and Ocarina of Time was that way. And when you're an adult, when you're Teen Link, you can go and actually do the story differently. Because I did it in the original by accident, and the story actually didn't make sense for three of the freaking dungeons. And it was an accident, but you could still do it. Right. Now, you can't do that as well in Twilight Princess. You cannot do that. The story kind of keeps you along a path. Right. There's side things you can do, but the main things, the main dungeons, the main quests, you had to do in a certain order. Same with Wind Waker. Now, I'm assuming that's something hard, because I'm pretty sure that was something the kid complained about, too. He didn't know where to go. He needed more help from Navi. That was another thing. He needed more help from Navi. And he needed more of the the new Sheikah stones, which they added. Mm. And I was like, "What? There's there's two. There's one where you first start when you're a kid in Kokiriga, Kokiri uh, Forest, and then another one in the Temple of Time." 
right? So Where maybe you start out when you're a teen league. So maybe so maybe directions. You know, maybe they kind of catered more to people who had already played it. I guess, but they those Sheikah stones tell you everything you need to know, man. Because yeah. I go, I went in there just to check them out, and it's pretty wild. They show you little videos of things that you need to do. It's like a few they call it like a future vision. It's pretty wild, but. Okay, I gotta ask this: Was the water temple any easier? Yeah. Was, what? Yes. Ah. Uh. Not, not. I don't want. Okay, I don't want to make it sound like it's easier. <laughs> it's less frustrating. Less frustrating. Isn't it because um, of the new? It's easier to equip your boots now. Yeah, boots can be right on your touch screen. Click, 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 and then, um, the the lines and some of the doors to where the switches, the water switches were to raise and lower the water. Yeah. Are now there's colored paths, but you still have to kind of memorize a little bit of which switch is which. Yeah. Well, I remember them saying before it came out that they were going to try and make it easier, but I think they said it was just because you could equip the boots easier. And, you know, I want these, you know, people who never played it, I want them to suffer like we did back in the day. <laughs> They're not going to suffer, but it's still, it's still... You still have to have a brain to get through it. You're not. That's the only temple. I'll be playing the whole thing, and I'll just be burning through it, and then I get to the water temple. It's the first time I actually got to sit the control down and be like, all right, I don't know what yeah. to do. <laughs> I know what to do. I just don't know where to start. Like, you'll still come across the problem where you'll get, you may, depending on where you go first in that temple, like, I know, uh, I don't think I had the problem this time because I learned. But the original, the first time I played the game, I got a key in one of the rooms before, probably before the way that they actually wanted me to do it, and I had a key to a room that I couldn't get to, so then I was, I had to raise and lower the water differently than what uh, they, than what I found in the book or something, I forget what it was. There was something different that I did, and that, they'll still have to get through that if they do it. Right. Well, it sounds like this was a pretty successful remake. Oh, yeah. And it sounds like it was a pretty good choice for a remake. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we're about out of time. Uh, Greg, do you have any last thoughts on the Ocarina, or do you think you've said you know, all, you, all that needs to be said about it? I just want everybody to stick with it if you get stuck. Don't go online. Please don't do it, because we didn't have online then. Actually, oh, God. we didn't have it Yeah, we probably did. Okay, we did, but I, it wasn't as easy to access. Yeah. It wasn't as easy to access, and there probably wasn't as many things written about it. But just please play through it, because you will feel like you have accomplished an awesome game. And remember that every game that you play today, from this day onward, is because of Ocarina of Time. Anything that, that you know, the controls, uh, lock-on features, is all because of this game. All right. Well guys thanks for joining us on the crusaders corner greg thanks for thanks for being with me on this yep yep and we will see you guys next time have fun